From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm Jeff Leon. One of the biggest challenges of 2020 for tax pros, and there were a lot of challenges, was fielding the countless questions from their clients about the Paycheck Protection Program. This federal program, created at the outset of the pandemic, provided low-interest loans to businesses to help them avoid making mass layoffs. But many businesses said just obtaining one of these loans was confusing, let alone figuring out how to spend the money within the rules of this brand new program. When it comes to addressing PPP questions, it looks like 2021 is going to look a lot like 2020. Congress authorized a new round of PPP loans in the stimulus bill signed by the president late last year. Starting this week, all banks can issue PPP loans, but the bill gave small community development financial institutions or CDFIs, a seven-day head start and allowed them to start giving out loans last week. CDFIs are treasury-designated banks designed to serve individuals and businesses that don't have access to traditional financial services. To find out how the sneak preview of the PPP sequel is going, we reached out to Tommy Espinoza, president and CEO of the Raza Development Fund, a CDFI based in Phoenix that serves the Latino community. Tommy spoke to reporter David Hood about this new round of PPP funding and about some of the challenges it's posing to his organization. You know, uh, David, the, the real challenge was the question that if you had gone in the first time around, how that uh, business would be uh, underwritten as it relates to the documentation. Um, since that didn't come out right away, uh, it was a little bit of a uh, challenge, but uh, SBA did get back fairly quick, uh, I think two days into the process, uh, which allowed us in to adjust. Now that it's um, open to uh, to lenders of all sizes, big banks, CDFIs, everybody, um, have you found that um, applications have been going slower? Have you noticed like a slowdown or has like the, 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 the bandwidth from SBA been wide enough for everybody, including you? Well, we, we certainly on our end are not uh, feeling any slowdown. I, I would tell you that it's very brisk. Uh, the other thing that we're starting to realize that, believe it or not, some of the major banks were, now that the word is out in the, especially in the Latino community, that they have a, a Latino CDFI uh, providing this type of loans, believe it or not, some of the first borrowers at bigger banks are coming to us, primarily saying, look, um, it seems like your system is faster than the bigger banks. I won't name who they are. Some of them are, are friends of ours, actually. But it, it, it indicates to you the difference between a regulated bank and then a CDFI, which is not regulated, I mean, we are regulated by the sense of being under treasury and, and obviously the reports that we have to give, but we don't have auditors down our throats as to that space uh, in lending. So I believe the word has gotten out that CDFIs may be a quicker decision-making process, and we're taking advantage of that. Now, now you had, that's interesting that, that you're seeing like higher higher volumes than, than sort of expected of, of um, now you, you told me uh, a few weeks ago that, that, that you had set aside $5 million to do it in PPP loans. Like, are you, 
Um, are you rethinking that number or are you sticking to that number? Um, we'll probably, we're going to wait till the next week or two, to be honest with you. Part of it is just the, the, our bandwidth of making sure we can meet the need. Cause you know, one of the things we, we like to pride ourselves is, is high touch. Meaning that we work very close with a small business owner. Once you decide that's what you're going to do as an organization, you pretty well then have to be very clear to your team that this isn't about getting quick decisions. It means whoever comes through that door, you've got to work with. Mm-hmm. Now, now, let, a, a few weeks ago when we last talked, you, you had said that uh, the head start that CDFIs got was was good, but that's that that wasn't in enough time. Absolutely, it, it would have been worthwhile to given CDFIs at the minimum two weeks, preferably three weeks, for the same reason that um, part of the challenge for any CDFI is that usually you don't have that type of staff available to you at a drop of a hat. That's one. The other is that it also allows us to get into a marketing mode, especially to Spanish-speaking entrepreneurs it's not like they watch the daily news or on the web you know the bloomberg which you can get on on the (laughs) on your on your app right um so we we have to go to some of the traditional uh locations of getting the word out to the community and believe it or not word of mouth is probably the strongest for us and radio Uh, radio has a tendency of still connecting with the latino population I think that really illustrates the the difference between a PPP borrow for a CDFI compared to say uh, one at, at a bigger bank, you know, that like we've seen last year, like some public companies got, got PPP loans. Um, some companies that have accounting firms that they're working with and that have these, all of these things automated, like that's very, very different from the folks that you serve. Um, which also, uh, I think, also explains why a, th- a three-week window would have been would have been better for you because you have to do so much more, right? Exactly, David. I'll give you another extreme. I have a, a friend of ours who's married to my one of my nieces. When I reached out to him to ask him if he needed some help, he already had his attorney on this. The CPA firm was already creating the documentation for him. He had two banks that had approached him already. And of course, he's in the million dollar operation. Uh, His COVID testing was through a private firm that he sent to our house uh, because he can, because of the scale of his business. And he private tested all his employees. That person can go to any bank and people will roll out the red carpet for them. And I don't begrudge them. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing very, very well. Our client may not even have a checking account. Going back to the the, the loans that you did la- last week, um, uh, what is the average loan size that your clients are are asking for? It's probably ranging on the average between thirty five and fifty. That's been the uh, the uh, the sweet spot that we're seeing. How? helpful has 
the loans been? Like how how have they been for communities that you serve and and the the your your clients? They uh, the first round, David kept them alive. We we went back uh, not about a month or so later after the first round, and and contacted uh, all the folks that we had run through the PP program, and they without a doubt they would have shut down. Now there are a couple that did. They, even with the program, we had one lady who had a twenty-some uh, year travel agency. Uh, that she worked. It was a family-owned business, and there's just no way for her to recover, even with the PP program that we provided her. And we also provided her with a grant. Uh, but even with all those pieces, she just couldn't, she can't wait for the industry to go back where it was. The message we're getting from the ones that are coming back for a second round are saying, we this was a shot in the arm, uh, but things have not really uh, gotten back to even 30% of where they were before. So you're, you're still seeing a 70, 60% down in the market just for, for the businesses that we're providing uh, services to. That was Tommy Espinoza, president and CEO of the Rosin Development Fund, speaking with reporter David Hood. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombertax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombertax.com. And if you have any thoughts about what you just heard, or really anything else, get in touch with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, Jeff Leon, David Schultz, David Hood, and Patrick Ambrosio. From Washington, I'm Jeff Leon. Thank you for listening. This is Adam Ellington, and I'm here to announce a new season of Uncommon Law, a narrative podcast series from Bloomberg Law. My co-hosts and I will speak with African-American attorneys and hear their perspectives on how big law is, or in some cases isn't, adapting to become more diverse and inclusive. It's not fair, but what can be better than being on the front lines of helping to make this country better for all of us? If not us, who? If not now, when? Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts.